Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. I am, as always, your host, Sondre Bjorn, and with me today I have both the Dream and the Dramatic. Uh, today, hi Dylan, the Dream. Sondre, the Dragon. It's so good to talk to you. I feel like it feels like we just did this a couple of days ago. Yeah, and, yeah. But <laughs> mysteriously, now I'll say the one good thing about this episode of this particular show, unlike the last episode, I don't know if this came through at all. But in the last episode, this is a fun fact for everybody. I was in the middle of a huge storm uh, where where I live. Uh, if people don't know I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, to some of our international listeners, it's called Tornado Alley I'm in the middle of. So there was a big, big storm going on. The power cut out before the show started last time, like for a very brief point. But we made it through. We got it through. But now I'm feeling much more relaxed. It's a beautiful day outside. I'm feeling good. We're going to talk about some fun stuff on the show. So I'm, I'm hyped for today's show, Sandre. Hell yeah. And Yannick, hi. Dramatic. Hi, Sandre. Yeah, no, today, today I'm just tired. You know, we had a beautiful day too today. Lots of sunshine. Problem just was that the the office I work in is in the cellar of our building. We also had sun in Tromsø. Okay, now. wow. Hey, at least you have sun it, anyway. It was, you know? it, was, it was the first full day of sun in Tromsø this year, <laughs> in 2023. <laughs> How okay. many hours of light do you have? At uh, now we're back to normal. Oh, oh, because it's March. It's only February and January. It's really bad. Oh. But uh, we have a two-night uh, champion gate show to talk about. A um, a weekend of Dragon Gate action from Osaka, and uh, yeah, we should get on with it. <laughs> so. Champion Gate Night 1 from Osaka, Edeon Arena, number 2, on the 4th of uh, March. Two days after the Reyes de Perez, uh final. And they, I'm quickly stalling because I'm, I need to look up the attendance. Uh, the can I just do say something real quick while you do that? Okay. I think we need to blame the one who, I don't know who puts this together. I you know I don't know I mean we know who the GM is, but yeah. if it is Saito, maybe it's Ho Ho Loon. I don't want to put the finger at the wrong person, but whoever's scheduling these shows, I feel like they're trying to sabotage us in a little ways because we recorded a show in between the the finals of the Rey de Parejas and the Champions Gate. It was perfectly scheduled to be at a strange time for us to record. So, do you feel like there's a conspiracy against us, Andre? Did you get that vibe? Or was that just it me? It might be. We should have, like, gotten a week's break. <laughs> what do you mean a conspiracy against us? Friday was literally the only day I could have done this. Truth. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. No, no, you're no, breaking yeah, but I'm a truthful person, you know, Dylan. You're a cafe breaker right now. You're yeah, betraying I'm not this a wrestler. I'm not You've a betrayed wrestler. the business. Okay, you're you're right on that. But maybe you're right, Yannick. Maybe there's no conspiracy. But did you find those attendances? <laughs> yeah, 455. Yes, yes. Yeah, 455 for the uh, first night um, in the Osaka Edeon Arena number two. Uh, pretty decent. 
I think they did a larger number earlier this year in soccer, but I'll I'll, I'll check that while we talk. But uh, match number one, six man tag match, natural vibes, Casey, Big Boss Shimizu, and Strong Machine J versus Seabrats, Shun Skywalker, Kai, and Hill. If on opener, uh, ended in a time limit draw, 50 minute time limit draw. Because Wives and Seabrats was too busy fighting, and uh, they didn't realize how close it was to the time limit. But yeah, this uh, this was a setup for the main event on the second night, and nothing else, in my opinion. What did yeah. you guys think about this opener? This match was unusually boring, because um, it is an opener, and the opener of every uh, stream show is live and forever on YouTube. Uh, and they obviously put high-octane matches in this spot yeah. um, to lure in new people, but this was a kind of nothing match. Last last year's opener on uh, Champion Gate was Takuma Fujiwara versus uh, Dragon Dive. That was Champion Gate? Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, and that, and that was... Arguably one of the best like Brave Gate matches of all 2022. So that and that was like uh, the opener, and it's still free on YouTube, so you can easily find that and watch that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it, yeah, I see your point there. I just think it's a good thing. I will say this: that Vibes is starting off the show. Uh, they yeah. did a little thing where uh, Big Boss was like, "Hey, we're in our, you know, I'm in my hometown." Uh, the promo, and so they got the crowd really hot for him. I think Vibes is like the best group to start off these shows. It, it kicked them off with. Yeah. B- uh, Big Boss Shimizu is really over in uh, Osaka. Uh, and it's fun to see him there. But, yeah, nothing nothing special to mention. Uh, match number two, singles, Yamato versus Konomawa Ishikawa. No notes, five stars, moving on. This was great. <laughs> Honestly, classic uh, Konamawa Ishikawa stuff. They... I just love that he had never, uh, never give up on his gear. That he like tapped out right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then later he got knocked out because they had the rematch because he wanted to not give up. <laughs> yeah, the rematch was a no submission match. Yeah, uh, and. He just yeah. lost to, uh, because of KO. He yeah. tried to give up. Yeah, he tried um, to give up. He, he tried, <laughs> um, but he couldn't. Yeah. No, no, no specific notes. Just a fun match. Moving on. <laughs> Don Fuji and Masaki Mochizuki. Mochi Fuji reunite on the show versus. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kaito and Yoshiki Kato. Uh, lovely rookies versus veteran tag. Uh, the finish was uh, Don Fuji doing the Gato clutch on Kaito Nagano. Surprisingly, he went for the desperate finisher and not a uh, more like dominant one. Maybe this is because he's starting to see that uh, Kaito Nagano ca- can be a threat and he needs to resort to some cheap tricks <laughs> to win. What do you guys think about this match? I really liked it. Yeah, this was really cool. I just, I don't, Nagano and Kato, they just can't miss, it feels like. You know, yeah. say what you want about Nagano's uh, football skills and his theme song. I know there's been some controversy on this show 
uh, about that. But uh, everything about these guys is so cool, uh, so good. Nagano is like a, a really spectacular talent, in my opinion, just waiting to break through. Whenever he gets chances up the card, he's going to be phenomenal. And Kato feels like he's desperate, destined to be a, a bigger star here. And like you said, Mochifuji, uh, man, what a great team together. I, I, they work together so well. This was like the perfect version of this match. You know, two old bastards beating up two young guys. So it works perfectly, and everybody did good. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed this a lot. Yeah, Don Fuji obviously has this rookie matches down to a T. It's just... <laughs> he he has a way in always doing the same thing. Um, obviously on the last Korokan, uh, he beat up Daiki Anagiuchi. He was um, a commentary for the first... Yeah, the yeah I, I would have for, uh, forgotten that. Oh no, that, oh, was, no, that, was, that was the, the day second, after. That was the day after. It was really fun. Um, yeah. But Don Fuji was in two rookie matches back-to-back, -back, and he always does the same in them, obviously. Uh, it's, it kind of comes with the, with the position. But he still keeps them so fresh. Yeah. It feels like he just rolls out of bed and just punches some young hot guy in the face. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, favorite Mochizuki Jr. As as I as I have said before, Don Fuji versus rookies is my favorite style of wrestling, and I really enjoy watching him beat up rookies. It's uh, something that's really fun. But it was also I found it really interesting that he like went for like the cheap finish and not like a more dominant one. Yeah, you know, like the yeah. crab hold. You, you yeah. Really... And, and they've already remember they've given these guys they got wins in the uh, Rey de Perez tournament. Remember? Yeah. Uh, so it's like they, they're positioning these guys as stronger than usual rookies, especially as a team, it feels like. But Kato in particular. Yeah. And then we move on to match number four, eight-man tag match. Genki Riguchi, Naruki Doi, Eita, and Takashi Yoshida versus Dragon Kid with the courage. Uh, Dragon Dial, Yuki Oshoka, and Madoka Kikura. Uh, everyone got their stuff in eight-man tag. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, this was, yeah, the, everyone get in there and do your stuff. Uh, finish was uh, Yuki pinning Genki after hitting the frog splash. And yeah, not nothing special to say about this match. We just can't get into the courage. Like, yeah, that's when what is that happening? <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's the part I care about most of this match. When is he going to be officially inducted into this group? One day soon, hopefully. But it, it, I, I, I was like expecting, expecting it to happen in this match, uh, because now the tag league is over and yeah. But I don't know. They maybe they're not doing it at all, <laughs> which is kind of weird, uh, because I feel like, like he's a natural fit. But maybe yeah. they kind of uh, again want to keep the courage on the younger side, maybe. Because, like, as it is right now, it's the young, uh, baby-faced top guys of the, uh, yeah, of of the current, yeah, all the projects, yeah. So maybe they don't want to add a Dragon Kid into it. But then again, I feel Dragon Kid needs a unit. <laughs> so he needs to I break out think... his own breakdancing skills to get back into it, like we saw with Vibes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if the Courage wants Dragon Kid in their unit. 
just with mm. his record. True, that is that is a true record. <laughs> just calling yeah. him a loser right now on, on this show in front of me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I have nothing to say about this match. Like, I have some... Um, I think all the matches um, of every single guy in this match on the second night were best, better. Yep. Or at least... Good see that. Uh, moving on to the Open the Brave Gate title match. Minorita versus making his first defense versus Jason Lee of Natural Vibes. So... I, I wrote a whole piece about this on the Five Star Radar this week, where it was nominated. So I'll 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 leave this to Yannick first. Yannick, what did you think about this uh, Brave Gate match and the title change? Um, I was surprised when I saw this. This was only twelve minutes. Not that it felt longer. I didn't uh, feel the time at all in this match. It was just. Pretty captivating stuff. Um, and Minorita showed that he's a great wrestler. Yeah. Um, it's not... Uh, like, he had the, the things down, but did he ever have a great singles match? No, this, this, is, uh, this is the like standout singles match of his run, in my opinion. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. And this is... Yeah, not may, maybe not quite as much uh, on him as on Jason Lee. <laughs> well, I let the praises uh, of Jason to uh, to Dylan. Yeah. But this is on the great scale. I really enjoyed this one. Dylan, I'm just feeling like a wizard right now. Did I not call it? Shout out to my girl, Alex Russo, with the spell last week I put on this match. And it won. It worked. Jason Lee delivered what I knew he could. Man. Um, to be honest, I, I honestly, I would have been really surprised if Minorita had won, uh, personally. like, uh, I think I've said this before, that it feels like the Brave Gate really needs somebody to stabilize it. Um, if you look at the Ray de Perez, it's like Minorita lost every match, like didn't even get a single fall. And the title needs a strong champion after him and uh, Hyo's run last year. And mm. there's nobody I would put forth in that position more than Jason Lee. I would say so, somebody who, before his injury last year, if people remember, he was going to be one of the main players of King of Gate. He was going to the semifinals. Uh, they built a whole storyline yeah. around him. What what uh, what group he would join? Uh, you know, like the first half of that year, Jason Lee was arguably the main character of the whole company. You know, besides maybe Yoshioka. So, so dope! I love the 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 like who's gonna get Jason Lee storyline. Yeah, yeah, and he was there. Like he was there to be one of the main guys. Uh, the injury came at a hor- horrific time for him, and uh, really knocked him out of that, and knocked him back a peg. But it feels like we're getting there ag- again to where he can be, maybe not a main guy, but Bravegate and Reign is exactly what I would have in mind. Again, I think it was important to get the title off Minorita, um, and Jason Lee's the best one to do it. So I was very happy with it. The match was great. Uh, Minorita, as a wrestler, is very talented, as, as we saw here. Uh, I think that he did a great job, especially in this role, uh, pretty much. I think he filled his his run very well. Uh, you know, like 
underdog guy, very quick title reign, just kind of bridge over to who should be the champion. So I, I think it all worked yeah. out, and uh, Jason Lee was is awesome. Like it was a great pick. Like I said, I really didn't think, I personally didn't feel a lot of drama with this match just because I was very certain that Jason would win. Uh, in all all honesty, but uh, you know it was still really good though. Like I mean, this was the best match on the show to this point by far. Yeah, I I would say it was the best match on night one. Uh, but yeah, I I think it's like it it should be like commended to Minorita or Takumi Hayakawa that who he was known as before he was given the Minorita gimmick, uh, like. How he has made the Minorita gimmick just his own, and like originally it was going to be like a mascot for Goto Minora and just being a side piece. But over over the last year, and especially the last half year, Minorita has really come into his own. Um, like he earned his win of the title, and I felt uh, his title reign could have gone longer, but it also did need to go longer because he had already proven what he needed to prove and that was that he was actually a really good wrestler that people should watch out for. Um I will I do think that this is this is not Minorita's or Takumi Harikawa's last Brigade match or run. I feel he will get, get it back. It it is a division that he will be like a big part of just all of tw- all of the twenty twenties. And yeah, I am. Um, I'm happy. So it isn't long that he'll hold another title. Yeah, and I'm really happy he got got this run. And I wish he kind of got one win in, but it's okay. <laughs> like he could, he could, he could lose that we won and still like be okay. That's the that's the biggest thing about it because he had already proven that he was not just a joke guy. Uh, but Jason won by hitting the maximum driver to win his first singles title since he came to Dragon Gate in 2017. So he's still using the maximum driver, and I really like the lore that uh, Jay gave. That even though maximum and maximum uh, the unit ended a long time ago, the unit he joined when he came in. He's still using the maximum driver as the name of his finisher because it still gives him the identity he got when he joined maximum. And I really like that. Uh, but yeah, this for I me. Think that's something was... that a, a great thing about Dragon Gate, in my opinion, is that they're calling back to a group that's been dead for years now. Yeah. Uh, when he first joined it, but it still matters. Like that's a great thing about this because in other companies, you know. It it may be a bigger company like a New Japan or something like that or a Noah. They'll bring up stuff from time to time, but not this direct and like pronounced as him using his old move like because of that feeling. Like like Jay said in there, and, I mean, great commentary as always from Jay. I think yeah. he, he's yeah. a guy we haven't praised nearly enough on the show just because his greatness goes without saying. Almost, you know, it's like everybody who knows anything about Dragon Gate knows he's great, but he adds so much to these shows as, as well as Ho Ho as well. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, you know, they've done a great job. And that's one of the special things about DG. Like I said, there's stuff going on now that will probably die out, you know, in a year, less yeah. than a year even maybe. But years from now, they'll call back to what was going on at this point, at, at some point. And that'll make us, it'll make it feel like our time was well spent, in my opinion. I think Dragon Gate's one of the best companies at that. 
Yeah. And something that <laughs> Carlos is a bit funny uh, is that Maximum, this isn't the first time I've like been reminded of Maximum this year, because I was reminded of Maximum the, w- earlier this year in the Gleet. Uh, when Kaito Ishida won the, the G-Rex title and Masato Yoshino gave him the title in the post in the post-match like ceremony, and I was like reminded, oh, oh, but Yoshino is giving the title to the guy that betrayed him in Maximum. I'm that's awesome, <laughs> and it's like a little detail that I just got reminded of, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. It's they're not in Dragon Gate, but I still get reminded of Dragon Gate units <laughs> because they they were so such an integral part of it, and I remember it. When bygones were bygones, once you get to Elite. Yeah, I I I just remembered Kaito Ishida turning on uh, Yoshino and the rest of Maximum, and it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of. Um... Kind of yeah. confused by Jason Lee. How would you guys describe his style? Well, he's a guy that had he he blends a lot of styles together. Yeah, so he does, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He he can do like the technical, and he can do the like shoot style almost. Because oh my, his kicks and and elbow strikes are his fucking elbows are so loud. Yeah, yeah not even just shoot style, but very. I mean, obviously he's from Hong Kong, uh, so it's like very yeah. much martial arts based. Yeah. I would say is what, was what I think of with him. Yeah, and, yeah, because and... I always have this like technical wrestler in mind, but then I'm just time and time again I'm surprised by uh, by his strikes. And then he does like insane like turtle wall like DDTs and stuff like that also. So. <laughs> Like he, I think he's an all-rounder guy. <laughs> yeah, and I think he has a legit kung fu background too. So it's like, uh, yeah, you know, like awesome. he, he 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 yeah he brings that into his style. I remember when he was in. Uh, remember when he first came in, he had like a pair of nunchucks he would have with his entrance and stuff like mm. that. Uh, you know, so it's like very kung fu influenced and uh, obviously bringing in the Dragon Gate's high speed style. I think it makes him very unique on the roster. Again, he's one of my favorite guys, but I I love martial arts stuff as as well. So yeah, I yeah. I will always ride for Jason Lee. Yeah, at the end of the day, like I'm really happy that Jason Lee finally got the Brave Gate title after trying for to win it four times. He won it on his fourth, uh, and that's awesome. Uh, it's a title that he has always been uh, on the hunt for. So, moving on to the main event, I think I thought that the Brave Gate match should have been the main event. But moving on to the main event, <laughs> the Open the Triangle Gate title match, Gold Class Ben K. Kota Minora and BB Hulk making their first defense versus M3K, Susumu Mochizuki, Yashushi Kanda, and Mochizuki Jr. Great trios action. Uh, I don't have that much to say on this, except it was like for a great trios main event, and uh, Mochizuki Jr. is such a highlight. <laughs> but uh, the finish of this was Ben K doing the spear on Mochizuki Jr. after Mochizuki Jr. got. Uh, distracted by his father, I think, on the outside, uh, on the apron. And, uh, yeah, when, uh, Gold Class make their first uh, retention of the uh, Triangle Gate. And uh, Mo- Mochizuki Jr. got blamed for losing by his own father. 
who wasn't even in the match. He was just on the outside. Yeah, well, um, he's kind of the fault. Uh, it's kind of his fault that uh, <laughs> that Masaki Mochizuki isn't in the match. Yeah, true. Um, if I had more, more time, I would have rewatched this match because, truthfully, it didn't leave a lasting impression on me. Um, I it don't remember it negatively at all. Um, it's just kind of the standard stuff you get in the uh, with a DG uh, six man. Yeah, like I I wasn't expecting this to be like out of the the world good after Susumun Yoshishigano had just had a out of this world good <laughs> tag match. Uh, but yeah, Dylan, what do you think about this main event? Yeah, I mean, I thought this was a really good main event. Honestly, I you know I'm yeah. surprised to hear some of these comments. To be honest, because I thought it was like so. For what they were going for, it's clearly this is a, it, you know, like the Jason Lee thing. That was a big moment in and of itself, and, and very cool. This was more like the springboard to what we think will be bigger with Mochizuki Junior and yeah. Senior. Uh, so I can I can understand it on that level, but I thought I really liked when Ben K and Junior were in the ring together. Yeah, they had they had great chemistry in the like yeah. stretch. Yeah, that's a match I'd love to see in like King of Gate. Uh, so yeah. Somehow they'd be in the same block or something, because uh, I I felt the same way that these guys have tremendous chemistry. The crowd was like going nuts for Junior here, like really trying to rally him along with this the storyline. It's like a little bit shades of gray almost where. You can kind of understand where Junior's coming from, trying to break away from his dad. But at the same time, there's also that bit of stubbornness, right? Like, he pushed Senior away from this this match, and it's the, it's what bit him in the ass in the end, you know, at the end of the day. So there's a, I like how they've handled this so far. I think they've done an excellent job with Junior and Senior in general. Uh, the wrestling w- was really good overall, too. Again, I, was, I thought those two were the highlights, but I thought Susumu, whatever he was in, was awesome as well. Uh, I thought he did a great job. Um, you know, like I said, Ben K to me was a big guy. The team Minora, I think, fits really well, and along with Hulk as well. Uh, they both fit together really well aesthetically, I think. And, yeah. You, you know, and I, so I think I think this team works. I thought the main event was really good. I thought the crowd was super hot for the you know the the big finish at the end with Mochizuki Jr. Uh, in there. I think that they told some drama. They're going to use they use some drama. They they're telling this story. They're going to move forward with it in the future. So I really liked it. I thought it was a really strong match, all, th- all things considered. Like, right up there, you know, uh, with the Brave Gate title match, uh, I-, I would say. like j- They were both as great as each other, in my, my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see that. Uh, Susumu is always, like, a highlight in every match he's in. <laughs> but yeah, I-, I really like the story they're doing with Mochizuki Jr. and Mochizuki Sr. Masaki Mochizuki. I think... It could lead to a. I hope they end up being in the same like block or face each other in King of Gate, because that would, that could like lead to a lot of cool stuff, and like the end game of this of M3K has always been that it will be Mochizuki Junior versus Masaki Mochizuki, in the end. Uh, I'm really excited about how we were going to get there. And after the great like tag league they had, I think it's, it should like, I mean, it should be slowly building for the rest of the year uh, until they have their singles match and then maybe ex- escalate from there. 
It feels yeah. like this could be a Kobe World match to me. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't think it will be that long until this whole story escalates. Um, because it just works so well. And yeah. Dragon Gate is kind of smart about their timing, actually. Like, I, I trust them with it. And the only thing... Um, it, to me, it was pretty clear that uh, Gold Class will retain here. The only yeah. thing that would have spoken in the in favor of uh, M3K here was that it would have been kind of funny if Junior was a champion and Masaki wasn't. <laughs> that could have, yeah, like a little bit of a of a knife between between them. I. I still feel like this gold class try and get run should be going longer though, because oh, like yeah. um, I I like that they are uh, because they, this this trio of uh, gold class seem like they are like really in sync right now and uh, it's a unit that like they they got shafted with their first uh, uh, like they their first uh, try and get run was supposed to be a long one but they but doi wasn't feeling it and <laughs> like and then they lost it to perils their mouth and yeah all that the triangle gate last year was a mess so i yeah this is stuff i'd rather not remember yeah <laughs> so up. Th- like that's why i want this gold class reign to be like a longer one kind of and a b- more dominant one because i felt feel like we need we need a, we need the triangate to be a bit st- more stable this year, even though even though the triangate and the twin gate will always follow the unit storylines, story but I still think that gold class needs the triangle gate. I think it would help them build up too if they want to move this to the courage in the future to have the titles be stabilized before they can win it. In, in my opinion, yeah, Kobe World, the uh, courage versus gold class for the triangle gate. That's yeah. Uh, that is, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, that is perfect uh, in my opinion. But yeah, I I really liked the first night, but I think I have given the slight edge to the second night, which we will be moving on to now. So the second night of um, Champion Gate was the day after on the fifth. Uh, it was in Osaka Edeon Arena number two also. So the same building, and this time it had the, an attendance of 528. So with uh, it opened up with a six-man tag match. Kung Fu Masters, Jackie Funky Kame, Jason Lee, and Ho Lun versus Go Class, Ben K, Kota Minora, and BB Ho. We just talked about the, these three guys, but uh, we'll talk some more about them. Uh, the 18th anniversary match for Hulk, uh, because it was uh, on the day, the 18th uh, anniversary of his debut match, <laughs> and what a what a anniversary match for BB Hulk. Uh, but I I really like that the main story of this match was not anyone in the match, but Minorita on the outside. <laughs> Because um, Minorita, because he lost, is now back to being the valet for Gold Class, and uh, he seemed a bit like dissatisfied with it, and uh, he was sulking a lot. 
And when when Minora asked him to like do the interfering on J- Jacket from Kikame, he he really like didn't give it his all and like looked like he didn't care enough when like it was really half assed elbow strikes. But then when he got the chance to do it on Jason, he went full on and was like really brutal with them. And I, I really liked that. It was uh, it was really entertaining th- uh, throughout the match and great character work from Inarita going after the guy that took the title from him the day before. Uh, yeah, but... this was really fun when Ho Ho Lung came uh, on commentary. Um, Cheye asked him exactly like, "What was Minorita like on the sideline there? How did he how did he behave? How was it?" Um, <laughs> And it was just funny that oh, you you got exactly like he needed a few seconds to remember what actually happened. Yeah, he, he, really really, he really sold this finish, and I would also sell this finish for like the rest of the day because this finish was a brutal elbow strike from Kota Minora to Ho Ho Lun, then followed up by the R301 uh, to pick up the win for Gold Class. And yeah, I I thought this match was a really good opener and. Uh, a really like fun character work from Minerita on the outside. Dylan, what do you think about this? Yeah, what you said was totally true. Minerita was the fo- focus of the match here. Uh, really showed a little bit of an evolution of his personality, at least in a natural one. That he lost his title. Yeah. Him being pissed is not anything that shouldn't happen. <laughs> you know, like you know, it shows that he cares. It makes the title feel important. Um, you know, and makes makes you believe that he could do more. Like him and Jason Lee have more in them in the future as well to to do some stuff that they would like. Uh, the match itself was okay. Like to, to me, it wasn't anything kind of special match. And you know, it's like a very again, if you're taking this too serious, then you might not be satisfied with it. But for a lighthearted opener in Dragon yeah. Gate, I think this worked out fine. I was just so entertained by Minerita. And uh, even after the match ended, Minerita was still like going after Jason and beating him up. <laughs> but yeah. Should have been disqualification so <laughs> I could get my points in Fantasy Challenge for True. Jackie and Jason. True. Um, this was the time when Daiki Yonaguchi was on English commentary. Yeah. Um, and uh, as always, Jay didn't knew that someone will join him. Yeah. Um but he handled it like like a champ and he asked Daiki if he, he spoke any English and he just said Choto a little bit, a little bit. Um I don't think he said a single word of English other than nice. <laughs> no, it it's it's so charming to listen to Jay talking with the Japanese wrestlers because he, he's just asking them questions and they like yeah yeah <laughs> and, and then it and he asks them questions in Japanese, gets answers and then translates what his question was and the answer, and it it's a process that takes a long time and it's really funny to listen to. Uh, but uh, bring bring back Takashi Yoshida on commentary. Yeah, shut up. Or um, Yoshida actually speaks a bit of English, but like yeah. it's mostly his catchphrases. Um, Genki is always fun because he actually speaks English. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, as as long as it's just on the court, uh, it's really fun, and he doesn't really need to tell you any of the story. Yeah, true. So there's re- there really is place for this. 
But yeah, uh, I mean, fun, I, fun opener, but we move on to the six-man tag team match, match number two. M3K, Masaki Mochizuki, Susumi Mochizuki, and Mochizuki Jr. versus Don Fuji, Konomama Ishikawa, and Saji Hoko Boy. So, uh, Yoshishi Kanda was not on the show because he was working a DDT show that is yet to air because it was taped. <laughs> but he was working a DDT show on this day, so... Uh, but, uh, this match was really, <laughs> really weird, <laughs> but uh, the fi- So, the start of this match was just a lot of brawling, and uh, Junior and uh, Mochizuki Junior and Don Fuji started brawling on the outside. And then they brawled out from the ring, kind of. They brawled outside, they went backstage and brawled. And we couldn't see them. And uh, during that, they finished, uh, uh, Masaka Mochizuki and Susumu Mochizuki finished uh, off Konomawa Ishikawa and Sacha Hokobo really quick. And uh, it was a really fun finish of uh, Ishikawa doing the Love Magisol on Susumu and uh, then Masaki flipping uh, Ishikawa over and Susumu pinning him. So it was a fun finish, uh, but uh, in the end, uh, Junior and Fuji came back right after the match was over, still brawling, and uh, Junior was pissed off and asked for a singles match versus Don Fuji, uh, which uh, the GM agreed on. So, first of all, any thoughts on the six man tag that actually was a two on two tag match because Fuji and uh, Junior was brawling before we move on to the bonus singles match. <laughs> you know, fun little three-minute comedy match. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it for what it was, but it wasn't much. Yeah, the, the yeah, story. Like fun, the story. fun, fun, fun mid-card act here. More than anything, this whole thing and set up something with Fuji and, and Junior, which I'm all for this. Uh, yeah. For. So I was, I was, I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. By, by the end of it. So um, in the end, the, like six man tag was more of just a setup for the bonus match, which was yeah, Mochizuki yeah. versus Don Fuji. And like when they when they came back, the match was already over, and they were still brawling, and they didn't even catch that the match was over. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, yeah, and just to you know the the singles match then Don Fuji versus versus yeah. Junior. Was exactly what you imagine Don Fuji versus Mochizuki Jr. is. Um, <laughs> the finish of it, uh, it's a double countout. Um, yeah, M3K fashion. Every, M3K fashion, absolutely. And Don Fuji had Jr. beat, and he just got got his boot and uh, talked talk him out back out of uh, the ring. So it was. The, the count continued, and it was the double count out. This is a huge win for, for Junior, especially after he got beat up uh, in the Daiki Anagiuchi match. And... No, not yesterday. Yesterday, there, it was other rookies, but this yeah. seemed kind of as a big payoff. Yeah. I, I thought this um, Don Fujin... Mochizuki Junior match was really fun. Uh, didn't? Yeah, like this whole thing, like the six man and the, the singles match, it was like 10 minutes pretty much, yeah. uh, you know, to combine. And, you know, this is the singles match was probably less than five, but there was so much intensity to it 
it was awesome you know <laughs> like like you know there wasn't a ton of time to it but it was really well done and really cool uh to see what they're gonna do in the future i definitely think there's a big singles match with these two down the line maybe somewhat similar to fuji and daya last year although there will be less skateboards involved with this feud yeah uh but uh besides that though i think they could hit on something really cool in the future and you know i like that they kept this they left this unfinished pretty much with the count out finish uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm hopeful to see a big match between them and i think it's going to be pretty freaking great when we get to it yeah uh moving on to the second uh, no the f- third match Technically, a fourth match, but yeah. Uh, tag team match, Genki Horiguchi and Kagetora versus Seabrats, uh, Kai and Hyo. Fine tag, nothing special. Uh, finish was Hyo doing the senton on Genki to win. This didn't even go five minutes. Kagetora was... is forgotten. <laughs> yeah, Genki Horiguchi is the one exception from the eight men yesterday that uh, said about uh, that everybody involved had a better match on the next day. Uh, I thought yeah. this match sucked. Yeah, it was it was nothing special. Yeah, I mean, this is like the super average stuff uh, before, between four guys not doing anything <laughs> pretty much yeah. right now. And it's like, okay, we give this little thing to you and Hio yeah. got the win, so that, that's something I guess good yeah. for him. Good for him. I mean, Genki Roguchi has been on the down, downward swing ever since he left Natural Vibes last year. Well, so. good, good, good for Kagatora actually not taking the fall. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. That. This may be one of the only times he would not take a fall in a deck match is, is when he's partnering with Genki. So. Man, the, the Kagatora fan in me is crying. <laughs> now, I feel like Dylan does when, it, when I talk about Sergei Okubo when we, when we talk about Kagatora. <laughs> No, I mean, I, Sochioka Boy is purely for entertainment value. However, I feel no yeah. actual personal <laughs> personal resonance with him. Uh, so it's very like, for me. <laughs> well, but you actually like him, though. Yeah, I actually, yeah, okay. That's yeah, like, I I don't feel anything towards Sochioka Boy, other oh, than okay. he's he's just, like, the lowest guy on the roster. So uh, we he need, we need to have some, I feel sorry for him more than anything. I think uh, that I think that was a bit too much disrespect against Sato Boy because this roster has Problem Dragon on it. We haven't seen Problem Dragon in a while. That's a good yeah, point. That's a good point. Where is he? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So he, he's more respected, but Problem Dragon, he never even shows up, <laughs> or he never even gets on these shows. Oh, we haven't seen Sato Boy in a in a long while too. He was on this show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, before that, obviously. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Come on. <laughs> okay. Look at the disrespect for Sachioko Boy once again. <laughs> <laughs> but we move on to um, a six-man tag. Dragon Kid teaming again with his two uh, protégés, Dragon Dio and Eita, versus Yamato, Naruki Doi, and Takashi Yoshida. Why, oh why, is Doi so against Ata doing babyface uh, things? And man, it it's really annoying because this was the second match where uh, Naruki Doi stopped Ata from doing the super babyface dive that everyone in the crowd and Dragon Kid wanted Ata to do. But this was a really fun six-man tag, in my opinion, and the finish was uh, Daya getting a roll-up win on Yoshida. And after the match, Eita uh, kind of dropped Dragon Kid and went out holding Dragon Daya and 
like he was going to take Dragon Dial under his wing instead of Dragon Kid having Dragon Dial. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was Just a fun six. Yeah, a fun six minutes kind of an understatement. I had a lot of fun with this. But it it just screamed. Well, it's a lot of um big stars. Um, yeah. But but like what they actually did screamed of house show. And yeah. they were just adhering to the fans, doing all the spots without actually wrestling. Um I had a lot of fun. For example, at the beginning, like Ada does his usual stake, taking out the bag, taking the Noah belt, the tech belt, out of the bag. And with the belt, out came a dragon kid mask. And it was really funny how Ada was acting like he had no idea how that got in his bag. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, dragon kid tried to confront him about it. So it's just, you know, lighthearted, dumb. The, very house show. Yeah. Uh, very house show. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't a match I, I'm going to go back and rewatch or anything like that. No. Before it's place on the card, it was fun. Like, you know, perfect mid card, lighthearted match uh, where even the wrestlers probably had a, a lot of fun to do it. Uh, so oh, I, it, I think Ada is having his, the time of his life, like teasing the crowd with these dives and stuff. And when uh, he hits it, it might feel feel like something. Uh, there yeah, too. I'm I also really think... looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, also... in, the year, in the year 2025. Uh... <laughs> well, I also think that it's more evidence of this conspiracy against us, as I mentioned earlier, as Doi is trying to take away your dreams, Andre, of Ata hitting this. That's the only thing you can say. And I want to shout out Case Low, a voice of wrestling, in his review, he actually used your tweet where you said that uh, Doi is against Ata, so I think what you're picking up some followers in this agenda of yours, trying to get Ata to be more babyface and, and, and criticizing Doi for stopping it. Yeah, shout out Case, he's a great guy. Yeah, uh, we, uh, I, I, I need a, I need Ata to be a babyface. <laughs> I just need it. Yeah. We'll get there one day. We'll do it together, Sandre. I hope um, so. Also, unrelated, it finally happened again. Uh, on my second screen, there, screen there is uh, muted the DDT show, and Hideo Katani finally got the pin follow again. I'm so happy. Just want to say it. Yeah, Yannick uh, marking out for watching DDT. Uh, nothing unusual there. <laughs> Moving on to the open the twin gate title match. Big time, Casey and Big Boss Shimizu uh, making their defense versus D-Courage, Yuki Oshoka and Madoka Kikura. What an awesome tag team match. I I think uh, I think Madoka Kikura and Yuki Oshoka is my tag team of the year so far because they had two like awesome match of the year contenders back to back to back this week, last week with the uh, that uh Ray the Perez final and this uh this match that I feel was the match of the weekend. Uh and just an awesome tag team match. Dylan, what do you think about this? Where do you think Yoshioka and Kakuda would rank on FTR Bald's March Madness tag list? Uh what what's their seating? I don't know. I I haven't paid attention to FTR's bold uh March Madness. How how is his ranking? 
Well, he's trying doing this. You know, this is to college basketball fans. Sixty-four teams come into a tournament. I've done it on my Twitter too for Eastern Larry, but for modern people. But yeah. I think that there's been a lot of criticism towards his rankings. He's left off some teams that maybe people thought should be. I'm, I'm not gonna. You know, that's for everyone else to speculate on. But I think maybe Yoshioka and Kukuna will get on this list one day of yeah, one of the teams sure. that that's all time. They should because they are a such a natural pairing. <laughs> yeah, I really was impressed by uh, big time. Actually, I thought oh. uh, K- KZ and Shimizu really worked well together. Uh, I think that he uh, that uh, KZ always in any role. I think he's he's one of the best. Uh, you know, in in the roster, just in terms of purely in ring, and it makes me so happy to see Shimizu because. He's been in some dark times in his career in Dragon Gate. But now at this point, he feels like a guy that's perfect in his role. I love them as tag champions. I think the right team won. The Courage was a, a very good team, too. I really like Yoshioka still. I, I know that he's a, a controversial figure in, in, in Dragon Gate a lot of times. Uh, I still think that Yoshioka is like really charismatic and good and underrated by some people. Uh, Kikuna, he stepped up. His... <laughs> well, yeah, no, not by us, obviously. Uh, but uh, the I think Kikuna has really stepped up his game in this tag team. I thought it was a good match. Uh, personally, it really didn't blow me away, I don't think, to the level it, you did. I thought this was like a very good, recommendable semi-main event. But I personally would put the matches from the first night, like the top two matches above this one, uh, like the Jason Lee and the, and the main event. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, um, to me, yeah. again, this was a, a match that I didn't feel the time in any way whatsoever, which is always a compliment to it. Um, like I had just seen that it went 16 minutes, and this was a surprise to me. Um, yeah, it felt much longer than that. In... Yeah, but not in a bad way. Not in a bad right? way, yeah. It felt like they, because they did so much, it felt much longer. Um. I think the the moment when this match really landed for me was when they when they beat down on Casey and um, Yoshioka immediately went for a frog splash. Yeah, <laughs> and Casey put uh, put the knees up. They, it was just they paid off the frog splash out of nowhere. Yuki has done like the whole tag league, uh, and like it. Because every every one of these like frog splashes that you didn't expect uh, that came out of nowhere has always hit and almost been the finish. But this time, Casey got his knees up, uh, and it was a really cool counter. Uh, continue. Yeah, it's just like it was then when the when the match got just in that gear higher that I would put it in a in a similar league then. Chase yeah. and Minerita. And in the shocking in to some people maybe in my in my opinion, yeah, it was shocking because I thought Digers had this. But Casey and, and Big Boss Shimizu retained and I really liked it. Uh it the finish was Casey doing the Swanton, uh then Boss doing the splash uh from the other corner to Yuki. Oh, like the Swanton and then the splash uh, to Yuki and an awesome finish to uh, to the match and they put away Yuki Oshoka. 
who is who is the pin eater in the this team, which is kind of interesting since he's the last uh, Dreamgate champion. Um, Sondra, how do you compare this uh, against the finals? The finals had a slight edge. Uh, the okay, final okay. side of edge. Yeah. Uh, to me, I'd still say that the edge is pretty clear. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I totally recommend this match. Yeah, it was an awesome twin game match. And yeah, uh, what do you guys think about uh, big time continued continuing their reign? I love it. As I said, I was really impressed with them. I think they're in a great spot. As I said, big boss. That was that's one of my guys. And I think he's doing great things. KZ, this is a good spot for him because I don't think he'll ever get up to the top of the card at this point. I think that that you know those days may have passed. Uh, I think this is like the best we could hope for for him, and he's great at it. Like they're doing a great job. Don't say that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. <laughs> Yannick, what did you think about big time retaining before I cry? <laughs> I mean, I don't think they could and uh, could do any wrong uh, in this match. Um, I like it. I would have liked if the courage won. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't really really care in any case. Yeah, I mean, um, it was it's really shocking for me to not have the courage win this because they, I mean. I like it also because Big Time is a team I want to see do more with the Twin Gate. But uh, Decourage could, like, as I said last week, they could win anything I, and I wouldn't, like, think twice about it because it would fit. Uh, I really f- I feel like they they are the protagonist of the company and they have been that way since uh, Dr- Dragon Dia and Yukio Shoko formed the unit last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of like really like this pairing of uh, Yoshioka and Kikirot, and I I think I like it almost uh, almost more than uh, Yoshioka and Daya, which is like something 2022 uh, Sonder would be like. What what are you talking about? Daya and <laughs> Yuki is great, but uh, yeah, the, I, think I actually think they're... this result is more interesting, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um... Daya and Yoshioka and Daya and Kakuda were both champions. But yeah. now these two have failed, like this pairing. Yeah. So that kind of, that like that opens up the avenue for some sto- storyline advancement because you know that that gives us something to look forward to and I think they can build themselves back up and, and uh, you know come together. And Yoshioka took the fall, which is also Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I I think uh, we will move uh the courage into continuing Continuing to be what they are, uh, Kikura will probably face uh, Shun Skywalker at uh, Dead or Alive, and it should be a good like redemption for what his injury was uh, in 2021. But uh, it should be. A, I hope he he will continue to doing what he's doing right now because right now he's just on fire and he has still yeah. not gotten over the <laughs> shingle rub from uh, Final Gate. And yeah, I uh, I really am happy about this match, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing who faces uh, Casey and Big Boss next. Uh, they didn't give any, any hints to that, but uh, I feel like I want uh, 
I feel like I still want the Yamadoi versus Big Time match, and uh, I hope I hope that happens. Even though I think Yamadoi uh, Yamadoi's reunion tour is over, but uh, moving on, unless you guys have any final thoughts on this match, I just meant KZ might not get the Dreamgate for now. Maybe in the future. That's all. Kobe Kobe World. No. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> I, I would take that. <laughs> you think he's going to win the tournament? That's going to be interesting. Mo- moving on. To, uh, open the Dreamgate title match. Shin Skywalker making his first defense against Natural Vibes member and Casey's protege, Casey's underling, the guy that rep- that is like. Casey will be mad that Strong Machine got hurt in this match. Moving on. Yes, Shun Skywalker and Casey is the ultimate goal of this title reign. But this match was Strong Machine J's proving match. And I would say that he proved himself ready to be a singles wrestler with his ninth singles match in Dragon Gate. Uh, His ninth televised uh, singles match. And... I thought this was a great showing from uh, Strong Machine J. And I really, really liked how by the end of this match, they treated it like Shun barely survived uh, Strong Machine J. And I thought that was really cool because uh, Shun had to resort into a roll-up almost like uh, to, f- uh, to finish the match. But yeah, uh, uh, Shun Skywalker earns his first key. Uh, and it's a f- successful uh, match, and it's a successful win for him, first of all, but it's a- also a successful win for Strong Machine J, because he has proven himself to me, and I hope he has proven himself to you guys. <laughs> but, Yannick, why don't you tell me about how you felt about this match? Absolutely. Um, Chapman Gate... Uh, has established itself to be a proving ground for younger wrestlers and wrestlers that go on to win uh, Dreamgate in the future. Um, and first time Dreamgate challenges. Like, uh, yeah. Shun himself had that. And uh, Jay did a great job on commentary in the earlier parts of the match. Because this match was laid out pretty slow. And I don't mean that negatively. This match um, was structured in a way to tell a story that was clear from the get-go. And I think Case Low uh, from the Open the Woes Guide um, put it best last week when he said, the sole purpose of this match is that we as fans could believe for that 2.99 seconds that Jay might actually have a chance. Yeah. And Um, it was... At um, one point, I I believed it. When this machine suplex was hit, I kind of bought into it because it was a great near fall. Yeah, I didn't quite yet. It was just like all this thing um and the start uh, shun was clearly superior and they got to the outside and 
Shun got to tear on Jay's mask and ripped it pretty open. Um, there was yeah. a white gash in there. And <laughs> that's when the, the Kota Ibushi spot happened. It's just kind of hard to capture that with a mask on. But um, they, they did it with a strong machine, Jay hitting Shun with two chairs. Um, it worked either way. And then it actually got uh, got competitive and Jay hit the strong machine suplex or just a su- uh, machine suplex and actually no um, and obviously Shun kicked out of that and it felt like a hard blow for, for Jay yeah and he put the, on the pressure again and tried uh, to hit it the second time Shun countered it. Jackknife. One, two, three, and the match was over. Yeah. I have to say, for me, this match ended two minutes too early. Yeah, um, I, I would have liked to see it continue. The the jackknife, I wouldn't say I'm against that finish, but at that moment in the match, it came kind of anticlimactically, which of course it should have been, but that 2.99 seconds that I wanted to believe in didn't quite came, but I felt them coming. How do you see this, Dylan? I think that it's interesting you mentioned about hurting uh, Jay earlier, when actually that's the opposite of what happened. Like, Jay was the one doing the hurting (laughs) with the chairs in this match. Uh, I thought it was interesting psychology that the babyface underdog is like the the one using the chairs to his advantage. I mean, here. First, first Chun hit the, the blaster on the chairs on the outside. That is true, and then they they, they had this ref bump, which uh, you know we don't really get to talk about a lot of on this show, but I'm not really a huge fan of in any wrestling on here. But that led to all of Zebrat's like throwing in a chair for uh, Shun to win, but actually Jay turned it around. Uh, and he just and I was like, you he only hit him twice. It felt like he hit him more. Than, than with no, the it was twice. It was twice. Once on the yeah. back and once over the head. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I said it felt like more because I was like, man, he's going off with his chair. Uh, but I thought it was smart though, in the sense that no one believed that Jay could win this title in, the, in their heart of hearts going into no. this match. You're going to need to do something extreme to like for him to even have a chance in the world of Dragon Gate. So they they went this route. So I think by the end, the fact that Shun, you know, he it's not like he beat him definitively. It was like a, he kind of stole this win, even as the champion. So that put over Jay. I think Jay got elevated in this match successfully. Let me let me just oh, put yeah. it that way. Um, you know, they really feel this feels like something they could go to again in the future if they want to. Uh, probably not right now or anytime soon. But this feels like something that they could p- push back on if they if Jay continues to develop in a good way. And Shun, I can see where it came from, because I I never really had that moment either where I thought Jay could win, personally. But I I like what they did, but there were also problems with it, if, if, that, if that makes sense. You know, mm. it was there was good and bad to it, I would say. But I think they accomplished what they needed to, more than having a great match or anything, which I don't think this was a great match, personally. Uh, just and not not anybody's fault really, 
just the the, the the layout of the psychology didn't really work for me. But I do think they accomplished what they wanted to do in terms of elevating Jay. And I thought that they did a great job on that end. Yeah. I And I think the the main goal of this match was ov- obviously elevating him. And I think they really su- succeeded in it. And I, I in the end also, I felt Jay was ready to have more singles matches. And I hope he does have more singles matches. I I hope he has a good run in the King of Gate this year so that he can pr- continue to prove himself. And that's the like main thing I came out of this match with was that I want Strong Machine Jay to be more, <laughs> to, to do more and to have more singles matches and uh, just continue showing off uh, how good he has become now. I think yeah. this is the, the curse of Dragon Gate, though, I felt the same way when you guys were talking about Minorita earlier. The problem with that is there's 10 guys you could say that for that are probably True. have higher upside than him. The, you know? the, the, this roster is so stacked that it's... Uh... Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like there's, I totally agree with what you're saying on paper. The issue is there's so many other guys that... Which, would, you know, that are which, right is, which is why the... Which is why the tag matches and tri- uh, trios matches always are great great matches in this company. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. all the title matches delivered in their own way. You yeah, know, pretty much. You know, you know, like, but I mean, as a match, this to me was the worst of the, of the four. Like in terms of the title matches, Ooh, I match. would not say that. I would. Yeah, say I, I disagree here too. But um, I'm just happy that after this match, it isn't like a lot of people. Or what I've kind of sense with this is that people are kind of unhappy with some part of it. But it is rarely that I see that it's, oh, Strong Machine J is the problem. It's always like, I didn't like the layout of this match. Or like in my uh, case, that I just think it ended prematurely. Um, And that really makes me optimistic about um, Jay's future. And I want to see more of him. Yeah. Yeah. So, with this, uh, Shun Skywalker makes his uh, first defense of the Dreamgate title. And uh, I think the overlying... I think it it's telling that he faced a Natural Vibes member in his first match. Because I... I I still am a firm believer in Casey time, and <laughs> I, I, I still, I still. Every time I look look at Shun Skywalker and Casey, uh, I just know that they will have a rematch uh, after the classic in twenty twenty one. And are they ever gonna have the like the unit deal like with Vibes and and Zebrats? I hope we get that. Uh, I think. So here was my here was my original idea for this was uh, Shun does a double shot at the Royal Live where uh, Kikura kind of teases that he won he like he keeps begging for the singles match uh, versus uh, Shun and Shun Shun is insistent on not defending it at all at Dead or Alive but the GM says that he has to uh, even though Shun uh, already wants to. Because Shun, here is what I see. Shun, 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 like, 
the only goal he has for Dead or Alive is to make natural vibes disband in Dead or Alive. But he, the GM and is against it and he wants him to defend the, the title also. So then Shun does a double shot at Dead or Alive and defends the title against Kikura at the start of the show and at the end of the show he uh, uh, does the vibes versus Seabrats uh, uh, Dead or Alive match. That is the, the way I see it. The way you kill two birds with one stone and you have the Kikura and Shun rematch that everyone wants and you have the Natural Vibes match and Seabrats match that they have been kind of building for what seems like off, a year lately. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they haven't really t- like gone to that well a lot lately though and it was super hot at the end of last year. True. And uh, remember, we were talking about one of our first shows we did was right yeah. around the time Shun won the title originally over Yoshioka. And it felt so perfect for like how things could come together and slide together. Him winning the titles kind of muddied the waters, I feel like, in, in terms of that storyline and how yeah. everything's happened. They've, they've really gone away from... And, I mean, they had the tournament, you know, the Rey de Perejas and stuff, which is, yeah. you know, they, they, they could go back to it if they want. But I, and I hope they do, because I thought they had such a great thing going last year it was it really I, made the company feel hot i think they still will go back to it uh, but yeah me too because there's no other real option for like the dead or alive match you would think yeah that, if that we they have are run. if they are having a dead or alive match this year and, and, and yeah that's a good point which they so. should have because they haven't had it in two years now <laughs> yeah that's a good point what you said and i i wonder if like the, the way that and they've done it they might not include shun in it it if the Dead or Alive match happens, it might. It, either he works up, he has a double shot because I don't see them not having the Dreamgate on the line on, at Dead or Alive. That feels so, like that could that could work if Zebrats disbands and like they're the ones who loses because that gives you a whole ho- host of new challengers that can blame Shun. Them winning, I don't think, would make a lot of sense like, in that scenario. Yeah. Well, in the end, we'll. We'll see. I I really want the Kikura match. That's like the the match I want almost the more. Uh, even though I really want the Dead or Alive match, but I still don't think you need to include Shun in the Dead or Alive match. Uh, you could easily do it with Kai being the leader of that. That Kikura match is more special to me on a real life level than it like the storyline yeah. way. Like just because of the injury that happened. Get, yeah. Like, let's see what they could have done without that injury, because we never got yeah. to see that uh, over overall. Like, let's see what they could do with, without it. I think from a storyline perspective, Kakuda doesn't feel like the hottest guy in the company right now for for a title shot. Oh, know, if that match happened, I, I wouldn't. Really I think he's really hot right now, but I don't put him. Like, if he faces Shun, there's no. I would not believe he wins that title at all. Ooh, Yannick, what did you think about this? <laughs> Kakuda is red hot. Yeah, you think he's... he could win the title if he faces Shun at Dead or Alive? Um, I uh, I don't think he'll that's the win it, but who would? Um, and that's the thing. And I think it's uh, you need to strike the Iron while it's hot, and Kikuta is so over right now, and honestly, his work is. The best that he has ever done, and yeah, those two things are both tr- true. Uh, and it would be 
kind of a ways to not do it because who would win? Uh, who would you put in there otherwise? I never said that. <laughs> like I said, like I never said not to do the match. I just said it would be more special in real life than because I don't think he could win the title. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, they obviously. He, uh, it isn't just that he's over; it's also just pushed right now. I mean, he just won the tag league. They've done a great job with him. Yeah, it would be pretty nat- natural. Yeah. Um, I still don't. I feel like we need a a second uh, defense before uh, the Kikuro match, though. In I I hope we get. Uh, a uh, cork in defense, maybe. Uh, Who would you have in mind for that? I would probably before before he won before he won the Brave Gate. I would have picked Jason Lee for that, but uh, now that that now I feel they might. I don't know. Uh, I Minora. I, Minora is a good shout. That that's a good good one. I really want the Dragon Die or Dragon Kid uh, title. Yeah, that's actually a good show. And, and that I, would kind of lead up to a Kikuta match. Yeah, I I feel I feel Dragon Dragon Die or Dragon Kid both would be fine. But that would uh, be a good point. Like I think that those that that's the best option in my opinion. Uh, you know, like to set because I think Kikuta and Shun is the natural thing uh, yeah. overall. So to set up with Die and Kid would lead right into that. Yeah. And that that would be an awesome like main event for a Cork and Hall show. Um oh yeah. I, I think that if Daya got it, that would be like a really eye opening match for some people. Yeah. And but yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh Dragon Gate right now is going kind of into a low per- period for March. Uh they don't have that many shows uh, planned for March. Uh their schedule right now is uh, pretty like sparse, uh, but we will uh, review all the all the uh, network shows, and we might, maybe, <laughs> we might even have a special Singapore show to talk about uh, soon with Dragon Gate, because yeah. I I messaged uh, Jay about this and I asked uh, if if the Singapore shows in March will be make tape. Uh, which is happening this weekend, uh, March 10th and 11th. And he said that it will be on the network, not live, but in some time after it will be in on the network. Maybe not every match, maybe just the Dragon Gate involved matches. But uh, the Singapore matches will make a tape, so I'll preview them now real quick. Then we can talk about the Singapore shows. So... Uh, the Dragon, Dragon Gate versus Singapore All Stars 2023 Night One, March 10th in Singapore Eurasian Community House. Uh, Yamato and Dragon Kid versus uh, Doctor Gore and Da Butcha Man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> a lot of these guys are Singapore wrestlers that I have never heard of. Uh, just want to guy let you guys know that. <laughs> I've seen Dr. Gore a few times. I'm actually kind of a fan of Singapore wrestling. Uh, so like they're, they're, they're good. They've got a good thing going on there. A lot of their shows are on YouTube as well. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
we have uh, Yuki Oshoka, Maroko Kikura, and Hoho Lun uh, facing the Duration tra- uh, Dragon, Aiden Rex. I like him. I have actually seen some matches of him. And Big Dave. So I, I think that match could be really good. I have never seen the Duration Dragon or Big Dave, but I have the match I've seen with Aiden Rex and Tiot was really good. Uh, moving on to the singles match, Big Boss Shimizu versus Andrew Tang. I also, I think I see, I think I've seen Andrew Tang because he had a just like Aiden Rex, he had a Gleet match, I think. Uh, but uh, we have also Susumu Mochizuki versus DJ DJ Carl, uh, which is an interesting match. I have no idea who this DJ Carl is, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> So that is the Dragon Gate involved matches on the first night. There is also two matches that are only with Singapore wrestlers. That uh, on the second night we have Yamato Dragon Kid, Big Boss Shimizu versus Yukio Shoka, Metoku Kikura, and Susumu Mochizuki. So a all Dragon Gate match on the Dragon Gate versus Singapore All Star match <laughs> shows uh, in the same venue uh, just the day after. And then we have a tag team match, Ho Ho Lun, Crypto Bro versus uh, Erf, uh, Erfi and Aiden Rex. And then a grapple match. Okay, this is a Singapore match, but I'll mention this because it, it's a title match. A grapple max open weight championship match, Big Dave versus Ahmad Arif. Uh, and those are the only matches that are involved with Dragon Gate, people. So. This, these two shows will make the network in some fashion. I expect it to be only the Dragon Gate matches. Um, but will we, we will review these shows, uh, these matches, if when they get uploaded. I don't think they will get uploaded before our next recording, but we'll hope. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to this. This is one of my favorite things, if people don't know. Uh, I love watching wrestling from uh, smaller places that you might not think of but have like a really passionate scene i really wanted to wrestle there at one point there the philippines um maybe even hong kong if he would run if uh ho ho would run more shows there as well but uh the the passion of these people because you know being a pro wrestler in singapore you're not going to be a superstar you know or make uh, millions of dollars or anything like that you're you're running on passion and that always really attracts me places like there places like south america too has a lot of great wrestling like chile brazil um, you know, like those places have passion for their wrestling. Uh, and the Southeast Asian scene has really grown over the years. Uh, I think Tang might have been like one of the first guys, actually. Like he, he's kind of like the Ho-Ho Loon of like Southeast Asia, like Singapore and stuff. Like uh, they, because yeah. they started at like zero, pretty much. It was explained to me. I interviewed the guy uh, Pumi, uh, the one behind setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to be in Gato Move. And he told me, like, it's one thing to start at zero, but what if you start at minus 100 to even where you get to zero is is a, is a, big, a big accomplishment. And that's kind of where they, they were at. Like, they got up there to a point that's kind of small, but they started at such a small level that it it's like a really big deal, especially to have a Dragon Gate show in this. This is going to be a huge deal and a huge win for the Singapore wrestlers here. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a shame Dragon Gate didn't bring in more people. Uh, they only have Yamato, Susumu, Dragon Kid, Madoka Kikura, Yuki Oshoka, Big Boss Shimizu, and Ho Ho Lun announced for the show. So I wish they kind of brought more people. <laughs> to... Fun fact about Andrew Tang. 
um, he had a match for New Japan once uh, on a, it's on an exhibition show in Singapore. Uh, it was a dark match. It didn't make tape. <laughs> Pop quiz: Who was the opponent of Andrew Tang in New Japan Pro Wrestling? What year was this? 2015. Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi. I'll go with Captain New Japan. Captain New. Oh, the Bone Soldier. Um, Michael Nakasawa. Wow. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's funny. Well, That's really funny, yeah. So those shows will hopefully make the network and um, by the time of our next recording. Uh, but other than these two nights of Champion Gate, there is only two shows left of March on the network this year. Uh, this March, I mean. <laughs> this year would have been really bad, but <laughs> of March. Uh, so we have a uh, a March show, a Dragon, a Dragon Gate Network show on the 18th in uh, so that's Memorial Gate in Wakayama. The only match announced so far for that is uh, Yamato versus Teal and Shisa for the uh, Riku Dragon Pro title, and then they have a twin a um, Hyogo uh, Kobe Sambo Hall show on the 21st of March uh, to end the uh, end the month. Uh, of of network shows, of course they will also have house shows, but those we will only see like two matches from. But we will keep you updated. Um, yeah, really on... these shows. Uh, just, just for a little bit, Sandra. Um, yeah. These shows sadly won't have English commentary, but I just want to shout out Jay and Hoholun once yeah. again, um, because I might uh, be able to be. And Kobe for Kobe World this July, uh, and I messaged Tohu uh, like how I should go about the travel because it's all it's kind of a time crunch to get there uh, for me. And I messaged Tohu and it was really helpful and tried uh, the best to help me and shared his knowledge with me and offered to. Put the uh, tickets on the on the side for me um, if I'll come, so I don't have to go to the official Japanese yeah. way. And I just want yeah, want to shout that out once again. It's not it's it's, it's not really normal nice that you have a fan service yeah like that in a language that isn't spoken. <laughs> In that country, you know. Yeah, Ho Ho and Jay are so like, they are like I talk with, I I've talked with Jay before, and like they are so like outreaching and they help you so much with questions about the company and getting tickets and all that. So they they do great work, and I, again they they took they took the train out for this Osaka show for these two Osaka shows. They didn't need to do that. They. They did that just because they wanted the English commentary for Champion Gate. And, um, like, originally they didn't really have that planned. Because uh, I talked with Jay about it a month before, and he said, like, maybe we will be in Osaka. I hope we will. That's so wild. I mean, it's yeah. just a show with a 
Dreamgate match on it, but maybe, probably there won't be. <laughs> yeah, because they they don't uh, take equipment for the for a uh, Aeon Arena show for commentary. Uh, Dragon Gate does. But moving on to some DDT talk, um, there has been two house shows uh, since our last time recording. Uh, one hasn't aired yet, so I'll not mention that at all. Uh, but. There was a Yokohama Unlimited Volume 2 show in the Yokohama Radiant Hall. Uh, one n- big thing to be noted from this show, there isn't... I, I still am working my way through watching the fu- full show, but... Uh, the one thing that should be mentioned from this show is the return of Charisma. Daisuke Sasaki made an unexpected appearance and uh, he's, he's back... Um, and they announced that he he will be making his in-ring return from after, uh, I think his last match was the three-way for, for the Universal title with Yuki Ueno and Arikidoi. And um, he will make his in-ring return at Judgment on the 21st of March, uh, where he will be the six ma- the like tag team match of the Nation TA versus Chris Brooks and Drew Parker is now a six-man tag. Of Daisuke Sasaki, Kanon, and MJ Paul of the Nation TA versus Drew Parker and Chris Brooks and Haganashino. So the win of this match uh, is that Haganashino gets on the judgment card. <laughs> but it should be mentioned that uh, Daisuke Sasaki is back. To Dylan's, <laughs> to Dylan's delight, I'm sure. <laughs> oh. I, this is what I was waiting for. Sandra, yeah. I mean, who hasn't missed the charisma? The former champion of DDT, a main event player in this company. He has now returned to the fanfare of every DDT fan except me. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, will, I will say that. Yes, if you, if you are a fan of Daisuke Sasaki, you do you. But I'm not I'm not a big fan of this, Andre. I'm just going to be honest. It, it doesn't make me happy. And I'm yeah, already very unhappy. At least, at least he got added to the MJ Paul match. He, so it isn't like I a mean, second match that is wasted. Yeah. And and because he got added to the card, Hagen Shino got added to the card. So yeah. I think that is a win. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's, um, that's a good trade. But in all honesty, the Yokohama Unlimited... Uh, show is pretty fun. I'm just getting to the main event as we're talking. Um, yeah. I can recommend the, the rookie tag in, in the middle of the card. And uh, the burning tag was also fun. Ryota Nakatsu versus Mao was a bit more comedy than I would have hoped to, but it was was a fine match if you want to see some more Ryota Nakatsu before his uh, before judgment and the big tag match. And as you said ok- uh, earlier, Okutane got uh, a pinfall win again, and that was good. Uh, but yeah, uh, we uh, we we will be back with some more uh, DDT talk next week. I think next week will be just me and Dylan previewing a lot of uh, shows because I don't think there's any big shows from uh, <laughs> Dragon Gate or DDT between them now so we'll we'll see maybe we'll wait for until Waki uh, memorial gate is uh, done but 
until then, oh wait, I should also mention that uh, sometime this weekend, me and Amy will uh, review. Well, we'll give grades and uh, talk about each team in the rare step rails uh, in depth and give grades for uh, each team's performance in the tournament. So that will be kind of a bonus episode this weekend. Uh, but until then, any last thing you guys want to say? Well, first of all, I, I am hoping and praying. I mean, we I don't have any inside info on this. I really need Amy to give Kung Fu Masters an A+. Plus in the looks department. I don't know what kind of grading system you guys use. Maybe it's some kind of international one that Americans, stupid Americans such as myself, don't know. But I'm really hoping for the A-plus rating. I'm letting it be known. Please, Amy, do it for me. The A-plus for the Kung Fu Masters. They're they're good boys. We love them. We have to give them A-pluses. But besides that, Thank you to all the listeners out there for all of the support, all the love, all the fun times for Dramatic Dream Dragons. And just know that whatever we talk about, I'm up for it. Next week should be fun, no matter what we have. And I appreciate every single one of you. Yannick? Um, no, I don't have anything to add. It was fun talking to you both. And... I hope you listeners have fun with this episode. Rather short one after last week. <laughs> oh, we we have we have actually gone for one and a half hour now. So oh shit, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then then we'll get out of here. Bye bye. Yeah. Uh, until next time, as always, be ready. Wake up and go. Wake up and go. Break out the